So I have to admit that on Davlamid Zion, I was challenged to find the, the Matmonium. What could we miss on Davlamid Zion that, that is a, a, a precious treasure? It's all about baking. Um, so when that happens, it's important to, to bring in the, the right brain as well. The left brain is the analytical, rational part of the mind, and the right brain is the intuitive part of the mind. And when you're learning, we should use both of them in any event, even when we're learning uh, very technical things, when we're learning halachat. Uh, certainly when we're learning medrash, we use the right, the right side of the brain. Um, but sometimes when, when, when you're learning a technical piece like this, which is, which is relatively dry on the analytical side, it's important to, to let the, the right side of the brain come into play a little bit more, which is what I did. And I started thinking of, of matzah, what the process of sort of stimulated, triggered by what we did yesterday, the idea of oshir and oni, and that that's in the matzah itself, not just in the people, but in the object, in the matzah. There's matzah ashiro, and there's lechem oni. That, and Rabbi Akiva says lechem oni doesn't mean lechem oni with a vov. It's not bread of poverty. It means poor bread. Uh, so you can have poor bread and you can have rich bread. And, and matzah is poor bread. And what does poor bread mean? That means that there's nothing in it but the most essential ingredients. If you took out one of the ingredients, you wouldn't have matzah at all. But, and there's nothing extra. No flour, no water. If you take the flour out, you take the water out, you take the heat away, there's no matzah. It's just the minimum, just what you require. That's what lechem, that's what lechem oni is. So then I looked at, at the process of, of making matzah. And what we have is these basic ingredients, but they're also ingredients of life. So if you think of, of matzah as the, as the minimum requirements of sustenance, you need lechem, you need bread for sustenance, but you don't need fancy bread like we, like we eat today. You need challah bread, just the very, the very, you need matzah bread, just the very basics is enough to sustain life. So what is that sustaining life? So we think a little bit artistically and intuitively. So you start with a chitin, you start with wheat. And each little grain of wheat is a separate grain. You start with, a, with millions of separate little, little grains. And you grind them. Uh, and, and, and then you knead them and you, and you make one out of them. You add water and you make one out of them. And I think that there's something in life there, that, that you start with individuals, lots of little individuals, and life grinds us. There's a grinding process in life, that, and that brings humility. We get ground down, but it also brings, when you add water, to ground down individuals. The water is Torah. So when you add Torah to people whose ego has been ground down, you get community. If the ego hasn't been ground down, then you, they remain separate. They remain separate grains. You first go to ground down, there's got to be a grinding, and life does that. Kids go to school, they get ground down. They go into the army, they get ground down. They go to yeshiva, they go to university, they get ground down. They go into business, you get ground down. Life grinds you down. And that grinding down is part of the development of, of anova, of humility. When, a person, when people have been ground down and you add Torah to them, now you get a, you get a unit, you get a group. It gets bound together like, like dough. And then you add, then comes Aish again, then comes fire. So there are two kinds of, of suffering that people go through. The one is the suffering of grinding, where your ego gets grind down. And then there's the suffering of Aish, which builds people up. The fire, when you take the dough and you put it in the fire, the, normally the bread rises if it's not matter. 
Um, but, and certainly it completes the bread, it makes it together, it makes it edible. So the, 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 the process of life, there's a, there's a grinding process and there's a building process, and they're both painful. The grinding is painful, and, and ash, the fire of life, is also painful. So if, if we think of, 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 of matzah in that kind of sense, and it becomes quite interesting. Firstly, so we have a din here, Tanu Rabbonin, and on Lamed Zayin, Lamed Aleph, Yotzin Befas Nekia, Uva Hadro, Uva Surikin, Hametsuyorin Bepesach. You can be Yotze with bread that is uh, very, very finely ground, where the flour is very finely ground, or coarsely ground, either one is fine. And srikin is, you, you've got design on the, on the, you make, they make designs. So the Gemara goes on to talk about, and the problem with designs is it can cause the bakers to take too long over the ba- uh, baking, so we don't like them to make designs. But it's because of the, of the chomets, it's not because of the hilchas matzah, it's because we're afraid that the matzah will be wet for too long before it gets baked. But Mi'ikra did not okay, and, and, and what's this, if we carry on with our right brain thinking and our, and our metaphor here, it's important that you can do a lot with the ingredients. It doesn't mean that if you, if, if you do the best you can with the ingredients, that you're out of, that, that that's no longer simplicity, that that's no longer minimalism. And, and the idea, that you take design. So a person, might, you can have an honor, you can have a very poor person. Design is part of the essentials. That's what we learn over here. If lechem only means only essentials, to take the flour and make it as fine as you can so that the matzah should taste good, that's like lechem, like matzah shloma. On the previous stuff, the Gemara said, the, the, the matzah shloma amela. There's nothing wrong with taking the ingredients of life and making them the best you can. That's not, that's not even away from simplicity. That's still lechem only. And there's nothing wrong with design. And a design, the only difference between a wealthy person and a poor person, as far as design is concerned, is a wealthy person can contract design out to others. They can buy a beautiful painting and put it on the wall. And they can buy beautiful pieces of furniture. So they can get others to do the design for them. But design is part of life. Everything is design. Where you put a chair, where you put a table, everything's design. How you get dressed, how you arrange your flowers, how everything is designed. All the time there's design. How does it look to the eye? And sometimes we ignore design, and it's ugly. And poverty is no reason to ignore design. Even lechem oni can be, can be a matzasurikin um, hamitsuyorim. They can make, apart from the issue of, of timing, they can make beautiful designs on it. That's not adding an ingredient. Making the best of, any, of ingredients is different from adding ingredients. And part of the avoider is to make the best of what we've got, to make, to make it beautiful, to make the best. That's the idea of hidur mitzvah. It's not to add something to the mitzvah. That, that, that would be baltosif. If you add anything to the mitzvah, that would be baltosif. You're not allowed to do that. Hidur mitzvah is just to take what you've got and make it beautiful. To give, to give it a sense of design, to give it a sense of aesthetics, to give it a sense of beauty. And that's something that we, that we learn here in this, in this very technical and, and dry daft. But then there's something else that, that is very fascinating. So I just need a chumash with, uh, with Rashi and Nukulus. If somebody could bring me one nearby. Thank you. You could have all the ingredients. So you've got the, uh, you've got the flour, you've got the water, you've got the fire, and you put it all together. Thank you very much. And you put it all together. And now you want an integrated community. That's what you want. You take all these little grains of wheat, 
you grind them so you've got the anovana and, and, and you've got you got the humility through the grinding, you add water, which is the Torah, and now you've got one unit, which is the dough. You put it into the fire and it becomes it becomes beautiful, it becomes nice. The Gemara says it's got to be baked till the point where if you break a piece off, it's crispy. It doesn't, you don't have strings attached to it. It's just you can break a piece off and you can do what you want with it, and it goes well. But something can still go wrong. The Gemara goes on on Daflamid Zion and to discuss the, the question of um, whether you can have Maise Ilfus. Maise Ilfus is you bake in a pan or you bake in a, in a kind of pot on the top of the stove. So you have a, a dry pot. We're not talking about boiling. There's, there's no boiling. It's not like a bagel and there's no frying. It's not like a donut. It's bread. It's just flour and water, and you put it in a in a pan on the stove. That's a maise ilfus, and it comes out that Rabbi Yehuda says a maise ilfus is not any good. Not only is a maise ilfus not any good, but even making it in the ilfus, making it first in the in this pan and then putting it in the oven is also not good. Rabbi Yehuda sova in lechemela afui betanur. Bread is only if it's baked in an oven meikora from the beginning. The only baking process it's had is in the oven. And if you make it first in a pan and then you put it into the oven, it's no longer called lechem. This is no longer lechem. Where does Rabbi Yehuda get it from? And then he quotes the posuk in, in Bechukotai, where we have these terrible klalot, we have these terrible klalos that Hashem tells us will happen if we don't keep the Torah. And Among them, in, in Perich Vov, the uh, Torah says, strange, it learns from a strange word, Bishivri lachem mate lechem, when I break for you the staff of food. Very difficult to understand what the staff of, 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 of lechem means. Uh, Unculus says, um, when I break for you the supportive capacity of bread. So mate is like a support. When I make your food unable to sustain you. And ten women will bake the bread in one oven. And then they'll have to give the bread back to you by weight. So they put their bread in the oven, and instead of giving it, 10 people will put them in one, so it's already part of the klala, but there's not enough wood for everybody to do their own, so they share it, they put it all in one oven, and instead of having 10 chalas, and each person takes a chala or, or, or whatever, it crumbles, and they've got to dish it out by weight. They've got to weigh the crumbs, and all you get is crumbs. It's part of the klala. So you see, so, the, so Rabbi Yehuda learns from here, from the word tanur echad, that ten women put their bread into one tanur. Tanur echad means not two tanurim. You don't first put it in a pan and then into something else, which is difficult because that's clearly not what the posuk means. But, but what it means is if, if the klola is it comes out in broken pieces, then wouldn't the women rather first bake it in separate pans so each one stays whole until it's nearly baked and then you can finish it off in the oven. So you see, since they didn't do that, that that's not called lechem that the whole thing has to be done in the oven, even if it crumbles. And what one sees over here is that that's, that's clothing. You can have all the right ingredients. 
you can take these little chitim, you can take these little pieces of wheat, and you can grind them up, and there's people, and there's another, and then you add Torah, and now the community comes together, and you've got dough, and then it goes into the oven, and you've got the ash of life, and, and it all, and it, and it still crumbles, because there's one ingredient in matzah that we learn from this posuk. There's one ingredient of matzah. There's a secret ingredient that every loaf of bread needs, and that's birkas Hashem. It needs a brocha. If the challah doesn't have a brocha, if the bread doesn't have a brocha, it doesn't sustain. It crumbles. They need they need siyata dishmaya, and that applies to all aspects of panosa. Some say that unklus means vim b'shivri lechem atelechem. It's talking about all forms of panosa, not just about bread. That's part of the klala. You try, you put all the right ingredients together, and it crumbles, because there isn't a birkas Hashem. There's 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 klala. So if we look at the lechemon, if we take this very dry piece of gemara on baking, and we use the right brain a little bit, what we have here are the ingredients of life. You've got the basics. You've got the flour, the grinding. The water, sense of design and beauty, the fire of life, you've got the energy and the fire of life, and then there's one more ingredient that you need. Birkas Hashem, you need the brocha so that it all sticks together, that it becomes integrous and whole and provides a person with a life of sustenance.